I'm going to make you all unhappy real fast. I want everybody to the front. Okay. We're going to we're going to be a team, right? We got to get the team together. You want to wear this, David, or do you want to stick it somewhere? I'm a. I don't know anywhere. Here, let's do where to stick it. Oh, okay, I like had this committee. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be sitting with you later. Probably. Yeah. Who is this young man? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I've seen you before. <laughs> I couldn't. I think. Got a pocket there. I didn't know where you wanted me to put that at. I guess I'm gonna have to wait a little while for you to start. Okay. Now what punches were? I've already done it. It's on. It's on. Yeah. Drake. <laughs> you said at this seat you get an A. You can figure out. You can figure out your. This is the A row. That's the B row. The C row. You can figure out. You can figure out what kind of green you're going to make in your class. Well, thank you so much. That's right. She was trying to take this far. Now I know that the way they had it in here for the ladies is the proper way to have these things done. With that with the entrance at the back of the classroom. <laughs> but I'm gonna use this thing. So we now have it improperly. I don't know who put the, the whiteboard at the, at the right beside the door. But anyway, uh, somebody, when they get around to it someday, you might remove it from here and put it back there, and it'd be a lot better. People be coming in from the back, not from the front. Anyway, it's good to have you with, uh, with us. Um, I tried my hardest to talk anybody out of coming to the class. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Try to emphasize it's, it's only for people who are really serious. Uh, now, I know, you know, it, it's fine to come to class and uh, just want some inspiration or information and it just kind of help you live your, your Christian life. But as we try to stress, this is going to be a workshop. Okay? I'm sorry, you're going to be asked to do things. <laughs> okay. Now, if you don't come back next week, that's fine. I won't be mad at you. 
But anyway, I want I want us to be a serious group, serious about teaching folks, serious about having one-on-one -on -one studies. Are you with me? Everybody did understand that, right? And you've got a lot of stuff there. Now, the one that says, mark your Bibles, I didn't intend for you to have that this morning. <laughs> so please... Uh, fold that and put it in the back of your notebook. It's not, you don't want to look at that one yet. That's, that's, not, that's not for looking at. There we go. That's, that's a secret sheet that we will, we will start looking at in a few weeks. Uh, I want to start with an illustration that uh, I saw somebody use one time. Can you see Mr. Glove? Okay, Mr. Glove, I want you to go up here to the whiteboard and write what we're trying to do in this class. Mr. Glove, now these people are waiting for you and, and uh, it should be an easy thing to do. I want you to go up to the board and write what we're doing in this class. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Mr. Glove, I want you to go up and do what we're going to be, talk about what we're going to do in here. Imagine that this is the 25 or so classes you've attended on personal evangelism. How much good is that going to do? Right? You've been to all these classes, you've taken all of these notes. What's that going to accomplish? It's not going to accomplish anything until what? You put yourself in it and you do it. And that's what this, that's what this class is about. I don't know about you, but I, you know, I hear sermons that say, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do something else. I don't know about you, but it helps me if I have, if they include a handle, something I'm grabbed hold of, in order to do the thing they're asking me to do. That's why I love gold days and other things. It makes it a lot easier to ask, invite people to something special that's going on. But anyway, uh, that's what we're trying to do. We're going to give you a handle. We're going to have instruction. We're going to have uh, a little bit of inspiration. Uh, a whole lot of instruction. We're going to give uh, uh, demonstrations. And it's going to be a lot of practice. Okay? Practice up here, and then practice back there. And after nine weeks... If you, I, I promise if you stay with me for nine weeks, you'll be ready to sit down with somebody and teach them one-on-one. -on -one. Now, you had, uh, as I said, uh, 25 or so of these uh, classes. Uh, you don't have to do a show of hands, but does anybody feel overwhelmed? 
It has so much material given to you. Oh man, all the, and I'm, I'm, I have been really uh, encouraged by them and, and even overwhelmed by how wonderful our, haven't our teachers done well? They've just done exceptionally well presenting that material. Uh, but, let me tell you, it may make you feel a little bit, you don't have to remember all of that. <laughs> but you've been exposed to it. I remember in, uh, in college, one day we had a guy come up in, in chapel and say, now while you're here, you're going to study this much. This is how much you're going to remember. <laughs> And this is the amount that makes you an educated person. <laughs> that seemed like a, you know, a whole lot of money to spend to remember that much. But but you're there. You 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 you've been exposed to this. You know that this material is there. You know where you can go if you need it to uh, to get quite answers to your questions and so on. So that's wonderful. Now I think I need to say though a little bit. Uh, build on the last three that we've had about world, uh, the world view. And again, I'm not going to ask for a, a show of hands, but didn't anybody feel overwhelmed? You mean, that's, that's the world that I've got to, I've got to teach? <laughs> now, the world may seem pretty bad today. I, I remember, I still remember so distinctly. I was born and raised in the Bible Belt. Uh, the time I started the college, well, my first semester in college, I was carrying on a, uh, a written debate with a young man that planned to be a denominational preacher. I thought that my purpose was going to be to talk with people about what the Bible teaches. That's it. Everybody, regardless of who you're talking to, what the Bible teaches. And then though he went ahead and he began to talk about the world as a whole, even America as a whole. And I found out people don't believe in America in general like, like they do in the Bible Belt and like they did at that time in the Bible Belt. And it's, and it's a rough old world out there. And people that don't believe the Bible... Uh, our textbook for that class, it was called Modernism. Our textbook for that class was uh, the textbook used at SM, uh, uh, SMU University in their Bible classes. A commentary on the entire Bible. I was excited. I didn't have any commentaries. Man, I was going to have a commentary on the entire Bible. <laughs> Then I began to look at it. You know what? You know what happened when Paul was on the road to Damascus. He had an epileptic seizure in the middle of a thunderstorm, lightning storm. I found out. No, this book is not going to help me a whole lot to understand the Bible. But it's just that's in Texas. That's in the Bible Belt. And so I began to find out. Hey. So many preachers don't believe in the virgin birth, and and and, and that was that was many 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 years ago, and it ain't got no better, folks. But that's the world. Now, 
can we still reach people in the middle of an ungodly, unbelieving world? I don't know if you thought about this, and I think maybe this would be brought up in, in, uh, in a class coming up here, maybe even after this one. Think about the world in which the early Christians had to take the Bible. Are you thinking about it? Corinth. Reputed at that time to be the most ungodly city on the face of the earth. Leave that one alone. <laughs> I was right in the big middle of it preaching the gospel. How about Athens? The philosophy center of the world. The intelligentsia. They're in, in, man, they can't reach these folks. Paul's running. I mean, they, they had a they had an idol on every corner. You can't, you can't do any good there. Paul's right in the middle. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he got stoned. He got, he got thrown out of town, run out of town. But that's the world. And guess what? Acts chapter 8, verse 4. And all that was scattered abroad did what? Whatever were preaching the word. And guess what? <clears throat> They're accused of turning the world upside down, and they did, and they did. You got the, you got the Roman government says it's going to be persecuting them, trying to kill them. They're preaching the gospel. I know that it ain't as easy to find people and teach people today as it was when I was a teenager. Okay, I mean, we, we just, we all acknowledge that, right? It's not as easy. Now, I don't want to be mean about this. But let me tell you, our biggest problem is not that the world has gotten so much worse. That's a big problem. You know what the biggest problem is? We do not have the fire in our bones that we once had. We are happy and satisfied just to see the world and its rottenness go on as it is. As long as they leave us alone, we'll leave them alone. Now we have to, that's the biggest change and that's our biggest problem. There are people that can be reached. We moved to, to Australia. Australians are not interested in religion. They, uh, there's a saying over there, they go to church three times in their life when they're hatched, matched, and dispatched. <laughs> they're the friendliest folks on the face of the earth. It's a lovely place to live, but they're not interested in religion. But guess what? Work hard enough, talk to enough folks, knock on enough doors, you find people, you baptize people. So it wasn't too long until we had a congregation of a hundred there in uh, Macquarie. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to say, yeah, there are, there are people we can, there are people that you can reach. There are people that you can reach. And I want you in the back of mind, I'll be talking about this in a minute. In the back of your mind, I want you to, I want you to be thinking about who you'd like to teach, who you'd like to reach. And, and, uh, I'm going to ask you for those. I'm going to ask you for names. So I want you to be thinking real, real seriously. 
But now let me give you a little background on, uh, on what we're going to be doing. Uh, I started to uh, Abilene Christian. I generally uh, say a little bit something along the line of back when, back when it was a good school. I'm not trying to insult anybody, but anyway, back when it was a good school. And uh, I, I'd gone one semester, and I don't know if I'd taken a course in personal work or just seen Homer Haley's book on personal work. But anyway, Homer Haley's book uh, teaches you need to be doing personal work, and then has chapters on different uh, types of things you need to teach on and objections that might be given. So, but there are no handles in there. No handles. But anyway, after I'd gone one semester, I started preaching uh, for the summer, not going to go into how that happened, at Comanche, Oklahoma. One semester. <laughs> I probably had Old Testament survey, which just blew my mind. <laughs> uh, I was an ignorant guy. But anyway, I was going to preach all that summer at Comanche, Oklahoma, a congregation of about 100 people. And so, here we are. They asked me to teach on Wednesday night and listen to preaching. Guess what I taught on? Personal work. <laughs> There's one thing about being young and stupid. <laughs> you can be very audacious and not even realize. But anyway, I never taught a class. I'd never done a one-on-one -on -one study. Uh, personal class, I mean. So anyway, I went back to school. Uh, next summer, I got married. Uh, Joe started working at uh, at, a, at a bank in uh, Abilene, and uh, right next to her, she she was a receptionist secretary at a bank up in the front, and next to her was Joe Tremor, who was uh, also the same position, and uh, her husband Jim Tremor was also going to be a preacher, so. A lot in common. We spent a lot of time with them. The next summer, Jim went to work in New Mexico for a preacher named Ivan Stewart. So if you've heard of Ivan Stewart. Anyway, he came home with some mimeograph sheets of paper. He said, Ivan, Ivan's working up a way to teach people. It's all in these mimeograph sheets of paper. Well, I... I, 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 I'm a very strong believer in the providence of God, and God's looking out after me. Anyway, I could have lost those sheets of paper real easily. I, you can imagine all that you're doing as a college student. But I stuck those mimeographed sheets of paper somewhere. Incidentally, incidentally, they finally ended up in the book from house to house. But anyway, here's these mimeographed sheets of paper. And I got out of college, and I started preaching at the village. Well, that's where the village is. And uh, I'll tell you about uh, our Monday night visitation later. But anyway, I started preaching at the village. And all of a sudden, I was preaching. I was teaching classes. I don't know how it happened. But I've got to study. I say this young woman now, I, I was 21 years old. I probably didn't think she was that young. She, she might have been an old 30 or something like that. <laughs> but anyway, here we go. I've got to study. What am I going to do? Ah, 
I've got some mimeograph sheets. <laughs> so I pulled out the mimeograph sheets. I did everything like the mimeograph sheets said. I sat down with her and began to study. And uh, I'm trying to do it like those sheets said. And, uh, and uh, when I get to it, I think you're going to love how it closes out. But I mean, the last two questions are, do you want to be baptized? She said, yes. <laughs> the next, last question is, do you want to be baptized tonight? She said, yes. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Anyway, like this, sorry, a little shorter. We got on the telephone. She called some folks. I called some folks. We finally got to the church building. I baptized her. I think at that point I baptized just a handful of people, but I baptized her into Christ. Now, through the years, I've used a lot of different methods, okay? Uh, I'm going to mention things that probably most of you never heard of. Maurice Testel charts. This, these were charts on, on the stand, and you talked about this chart, little charts on them, and you flipped it over and talked about the next and so on. And I remember standing in this uh, living room there in the village. I've got two couples seated before me, and Joe's over here, of course. And uh, both of the men attended with their wives. One of them had been attending for many, many years. And anyway... This is the class, and I was teaching these two guys. They're both baptized. Maurice Tinsel charts. Okay. Jill Miller film strips. You've heard of those. Most of you heard of those, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I was present at uh, an Abilene Christian lectureship when they announced that somebody was going to demonstrate a new method of teaching over in the chapel of the college church building. So I went over the chapel, it's full of people, and this real young guy got up, began to talk about he's going to make film strips, right? And he didn't have any film strips made, he had, but he had some slides. Now some of them were big slides, some of them were little slides, some of them were sideways, some of them were <laughs> uh, uh, vertical. But anyway, he, he tried to give us a little, that was my introduction to Jewel Miller. And we got to be good friends. I love the Joe Miller film strips. Uh, in case I forget to do it later. Oops. In case I forget to do it later. They're the only aid that I know that you can get an advertising piece. I've knocked on lots of doors and gone through whoever's on the other side of the doors with this advertising piece. That's great. If you haven't seen it before, you ought to, ought to look at it. Oh, I didn't realize it. <laughs> I got a gospel meeting in there. Anyway, that's, they're, they're great. So, anyway, uh, on the campaign to Perth, Australia, we used the last three of those. And uh, I remember two people that I taught and baptized during that campaign using, using those. So... Anyway, Jim Miller Funstrips. While I was living in Australia, I worked with him and we made an Australian version of Jim Miller Funstrips. And then we tweaked it a little bit and made an Italian version. 
of the Jill Miller film strips. Love the Jill Miller film strips. As somebody says, oh, but those things, you know, they just have charts and pictures. Nobody's jumping around and doing anything interesting. I hate to tell you, but guess what our preacher does on Sunday morning? He shows us charts <laughs> and words. <laughs> pictures and words, pictures and words. But anyway, Jim Miller fun strips. I don't even know if we've got any around the building or not. They need, need to check on that. But anyway, talking baptized a lot of folks with Jill Miller film strips. And then I've been on all these campaigns. They used this method, that method. Uh, I'm a sort of course, went ahead with his uh, open Bible, uh, you know, folders. One sheet folded up threefold, and they're, they're done uh, multiple choice. Been in a lot of campaigns with Ivan Stewart with that. But, the method that I'm going to show you is my favorite. It's the one I come back to. It's the one I use. Basically, now the problem I had with Jim Miller frame strips, I was saying, hey, we just teach the Bible. And I come up with two handloads of all the equipment. <laughs> I love this. You sit down with a Bible and a piece of paper. That's what you got. A Bible and a piece of paper. And you teach them the Bible. And it's effective. And so, now, getting, getting a little closer to home. While I was writing for Truth for the Day, my, uh, my boss, Eddie Clore, he would, he would give me assignments. Now, sometimes I, I would say, hey, could I, could I do an issue on this, an issue on that, and something? He'd say, okay. But then, he was mainly giving me assignments. And somebody contacted him and said, we'd like for you to do an issue of Truth for Today to use in a campaign. Now, let me tell you at the beginning, that is impossible. Campaign workers need to have something short and easy to show and people see. That's 105 to 110 manuscript pages and an issue of the truth for the day, which you have a copy of right there, right? <clears throat> and, uh, and, and at the air take, you couldn't possibly go through that in a campaign setting with somebody. And, and if you handed it out to somebody, chances are they're not going to read all that much. Nevertheless, I love a, I love a challenge. And so I said, okay, I'm going to write down how I would hold a study and try to think of every objection that can be given. I want to think of every illustration I can think of that would help make this plainer. And that's a lot of stuff. I'm going to stick all of that in this. And so that's what you've got right here. Now, you don't have to memorize this. Everybody take a deep breath. <sighs> but I want you to read it. Okay? I want you to read it. I want you to be familiar with it. Between what we do in this class and what's in here, you're going to have the answers to almost any question that's going to be asked you. We'll talk about questions later, but, but you're, going to, 
you're going to have the stuff you need. So, I want you to, that's, that's your first assignment. I want you to read this, okay? Now, we're going to be talking here, I'm, I'm going to do, it's going to be a little while before I actually get and, and tell you all about the, the method and get you working on them. But I want to do some, some background things. There was a time, as uh, Tracy said last week, there was a time you could ask somebody a few questions and ask them if they'd like to do a study. And then, you know, that next week you could start a study. Now, it's probably going to be a period of time between when you start praying about this person, thinking about this person, and then actually start your study. So I want to I want to go through some. You've had you've had so many good things done, so many good things said to you. But let me let me let me just say a few preliminary things. First thing I want to say is being a good example is wonderful. Being a good example is indispensable. Being a good example is right up at the top there of what a Christian should be and do. But it's not enough to, in most cases to convert somebody. Mm -hmm. The Great Commission does not say go therefore and be a good example. Now I say that because you'd be surprised, maybe you wouldn't be, how many members of the church think I'm fulfilling the Great Commission by living a good life. You heard it uh, said so often, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. Now, I'm sorry. What did, what did Jesus say? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. I need to pause and tell you about my quotations. I was raised with the King James Version. Uh, in uh, Abilene, we studied the American Standard Version, which I love, but it never caught on. Never caught on. Never caught on. When I started preaching, I'd, I'd done some preaching before I went to college, but anyway, when I started preaching seriously, I started with the American Standard, and I still have my original little American Standard New Testament that I was the first thing I've ever preached for you. And guess what? People thought I was misreading and misquoting. <laughs> Everybody still had the King James Version. So I started using the King James Version again, and did most of my major memory work in the King James Version. I love the King James Version. But then uh, I started working for Truth for Today. They used the New American Standard Bible. Okay, so I'm teaching a New American Standard on Wednesday night. I'm writing a New American Standard. Uh, and then while I'm doing that, I start teaching some classes at Harding University. They use the NIV <laughs> So when I quote, that's going to be probably mainly King James Version, with a little, here and there, little bits and pieces of American Standard, New American Standard, <laughs> and a whole lot of Roper interpretation. 
Okay, I'll just explain that there because I just got through got through quoting stuff in case you start looking at that. Okay, now, so that's not going to be enough. Now, all that that example is so good. I remember uh, while we were at uh, just kind of moved into our final home there in Australia on Six Ansec Avenue in Bisley. Six Ansec, Six Ansec Avenue, yeah. Uh, there on North Ride. And uh, there's a lady next door. Her husband had abandoned her. She was she was uh, younger than we were. And she had two little boys and I think she had a baby. And her husband had abandoned her when the baby was born. <coughs> And, uh, and and we're getting acquainted with her, and Joe, of course, is getting acquainted with her. She was always my best personal worker when it came to just personal contact. And uh, she came to our door one morning and said, "Can I go to Bible class with you next Sunday?" <laughs> and we felt bad we had we hadn't asked her for seeing that. That was that was an example. Okay, she became a good faithful member of the church. But but that's. By and large, that's not the way you're going to be able to reach folks, just being a good example. And, 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 and I really hate to say this next thing. Conversational teaching seldom results in baptism. Now, I'm just so proud of you that are able to, you know, talk about the Bible to people or say things about the Bible and and so on. That's just so wonderful. I've known so many people through the years and say, you know, I'm talking to my, I'm talking to my buddy at work, and we talk about this and this. Maybe they're asking me for some suggestion again. And I keep waiting for them to bring that guy to the building to be baptized. Still waiting. Still waiting. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good start. That's a good start. But that's not it. That's not it. You've got to... You need to teach them, start here, move here, move here, move here, move here. You need a study. So you got your thing there. I don't know if you've written anything down yet. But let me go here. This is the hardest part. Oh, we've got a lot more stuff here than anybody does, not This is the hardest part. By the, by the time that you stay with me in the nine weeks, you're going to be prepared to teach a class. But this is the hard part. Getting that study in the first place. Some of you remember Leonard Caldwell. They're just across the street there from the church building. Leonard loved to show the Joe Miller thumbsters. And he showed them to a lot of people. And he was always begging people to set up studies for him. That's the hard part. That's the hard part. And today it's even harder. So we're going to spend some time before we get into 
but the method itself and the, and the study material so we're only going to spend some time talking about setting up a study and all that you know all the different things that might be involved in them and here now here comes your big assignment are you ready kind of kind of get yourself get yourself ready for the next nine weeks at the end of nine weeks you're going to be ready to teach a class but during this nine-week period, well, actually the next eight weeks, here's your assignment. Build bridges. Build bridges. And if you hear it last Sunday morning, you heard the sermon. I told, I told Jack after, thank you for introducing my class. I say assignment I'm going to give, an eight-week assignment, build bridges. You've got to have a bridge. Now, okay, some of you have done personal uh, uh, campaign work and cold turkey knocking on doors and talking to them. And man, you're, you're, you're working the percentages on that. You know, if, if you talk to 25 people, you may get one study. But you're, you've got somebody in mind, right? Maybe a friend, maybe a neighbor, uh, maybe in your family, maybe somebody you work with. You've got somebody in mind. You don't have 25 people exactly like that that you can work the percentages. You have to build a bridge that you can cross when you're ready to ask them about a study. So build bridges. Well, how do you build bridges? Let me, let me just kind of put out a couple of things that I've got here on building bridges. Incidentally, I'm half blind, half deaf, and have no memory. So just kind of bear with me as we're moving along here. We understand. <laughs> Actually, I heard somebody say, I understand. Okay, Bill Bridges. Now, you can think of some things. We'll come back to this later. But I, Bill Bridges, get acquainted with. Maybe you're a neighbor that you'd like to teach. And you really don't know that much about that neighbor. Get acquainted. Invite him to your home. Eat with them. Take them out to eat. Eat at your home. Do things with Help them. Invite them to watch the uh, television series with Phil, okay? Invite them to VBS. Invite them to the open house thing we're going to have in October. Invite them to, uh, you got some favorite class, invite them to that class. And you can go on and on. In fact, when I get to this again, I'm going to ask you for a suggestion. What can you do to build a bridge? And this one is going to kind of sound funny. I've, I've thought a lot about this through the, through the years. Ask them to help you. I've never heard that mentioned as a part of building bridges. Ask them to help you. And I, I, I don't mean just make up something. I mean, something that, that, that you really need, you, you need some help of some kind, 
And, and you're showing, number one, your vulnerability. You're showing that you're not a superhero. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and people like to help other people. And, and, and that's, that's a good way to start building a bridge. So that's, that's your major assignment. Start building bridges. Okay. Now, I'm not sure why you have those little brown Bibles. These, these belong to the church. I don't, I don't think we've been given permission to, to make notes in those. How many of you brought your Bible? That was one of the assignments. Bring, bring a Bible. And you're going to have to write in it, okay? Now, back when this started, when Ivan Ivan did it, you, you used two Bibles that matched. Okay. You had one, and your friend had another. That was back before we had 25 different <laughs> translations that people used. So you're going to use one, and we're going to show you how to how to work that, but you're going to have one and you're going to have it. Now, you're going to have to get a coin. Now, this is, this may scare some of you. You're going to have to find out what translation your friend uses and get acquainted with it before you teach your class. You're, you're going to have him or her read a verse in their Bible, and it may not read anything like it does in your Bible. And you're going to have to know that's the case, and then how to how to deal with that. So, we're going to talk about translations later. What time is it anyway? I don't have any idea. We still got a little time. Uh, you, uh, we're going to talk about translations later and some of the strengths and weaknesses. We just give you give you a little feel of different translations and what might show up, and what to, what to stay away from. Stay away from paraphrases. But anyway, okay, Bible, I know all of you have a, have a little notebook there. Did anybody bring another notebook other than the one that's supplied, okay? Whatever, whatever works best for you, okay? Whatever works best for you. And, of course, you've got a pen and pencil there. Now, I've got one last thing to do, and it's very, very important. I need somebody to help me. That's the first bell, right? Yes. Am I correct on that? Yes. Okay, I need somebody to hand out three cards. Somebody working this side, somebody working that side. Three cards to every person. And this is so important. Three cards. I hope I can get this done in five minutes. If I had, uh, had messed this to Tracy, he'd probably had three cards at every place. I didn't know he's going to do all the rest of this. And next time, please bring your own Bible that you can mark in. Okay? Please, please bring your own Bible. I'm, I'm trying to think it. You've got. You've got that phone that you've been reading. <laughs> it's like, now we're going to study the Bible. Okay. Your phone ain't going to work, folks. I don't know. I'll tell you a lot of reasons as we're going through this. 
This this is your number one visual aid. The thing you're trying to get across is this is our authority. This is where we find proof. Not what you think, not what I think, not what somebody else thinks. What God has said in this book. This is your number one visual aid. And then we're going to talk about that Bible, the parts of it, and so on. And we're going to read from it. And when people read a verse, you've got all the verses surrounding it, context. So it shows you're being open and above, that you're not trying to pull anything. I'll tell you, Jehovah's uh, Witness are the worst on pulling things. They'll give you a verse that has nothing to do with the price of eggs in China, but it looks good just by itself. But they don't show it to you in a Bible. Okay. First of all, and I may not get this finished tonight. Card number one. This is not a discussion class. If you have a better way of teaching, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> you ask the elders, you ask the elders and ask them to you to teach a class about your way of doing it. That was another, another bell, was it? Yeah, You're kidding. Yeah. Okay, we're going to start with three cards next time. <laughs> thank you so much. Let's have a word of prayer. God, thank you so much for this wonderful group that's gathered here this morning. I pray that we will be a team working together, encouraging one another, and helping one another as we reach out to those we love and those we're concerned about. Forgive us for our failures in the past. Help us to do better in the future. We pray in Jesus' name and amen.